Hi everyone, it's Tessa and Joe from the Unveiling Paradise Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Tessa, summer is almost here and so many of our listeners are about to have their epic destination wedding. And we are so excited for you guys. Before the big day, guys, we want you to make sure you listen to these three episodes. Episode 62, Deep Diving Your Wedding Ceremony. Episode 53, Questions Your Wedding Guests Will Ask. And episode 31, the final countdown to your wedding day. And if you're planning your wedding here in Hawaii, hit us up and ask us about our Unveiling Paradise podcast promo. Happy planning. All right, welcome everyone to the Unveiling Paradise podcast. Today we are talking about some of my favorite things, food and beverage. Tessa, welcome to the show. What do you think? Food and beverage? Food and drinks are so important. I think food is everything, right? I'm a big believer in the fact that at the end of the day, when guests leave, they remember the food. On the flip side, the alcohol, if it's not good drinks, people will talk about a bad bar forever. So that's why today I'm so excited to introduce our guest. We have Chad McDonald, owner of Stir Beverage. Chad, welcome. Hey. hey. Welcome. Hey. Hey, welcome. So happy to have you here. Woohoo! Joe, Tessa, thanks for having me on board. I've been excited about this for weeks. Yes. Yeah. We have two. You are our bartending savant genius Jedi warrior. Guru. Um, yeah, Just okay. Everything. everything. He's amazing, guys. Everybody loves Chad. Everyone Everybody loves your company. Everybody loves Chad. How did you get started? Yeah, a little yeah. bit about me and my experience. I'm originally from Texas. I've been here in the Hawaiian Islands for a couple of decades, and I started Stir 13 years ago. My biggest goals were to create an elevated bar and cocktail experience and to create a service where our brides and grooms don't have to lift a single finger. Yeah. Fast forwarding 13 years, today we have a, a huge team here on Oahu, a beautiful shop and tasting room in Kailua. We've got an amazing team on Maui, and we are working on getting set up and established on Kauai as we speak as well. It's going to be so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, we are so excited to have you here today, Chad. What's really hard to do on a podcast is actually visualize your setup, your drinks. I mean, like everything that you touch looks gorgeous. I mean, it's like it's made for Pinterest. Your bar setups are made for Pinterest. Just even like the the like the the little details. Well, with, it's the drinks and yeah. the garnish. You put so much thought into that. The elevated service and and signature drinks. That's kind of what we want to talk about today. We want to get into this. How do you elevate your bar experience? So moving from a cooler full of Trulies right? <laughs> to There's like nothing wrong with truly. <laughs> I love Trulies. I do. To that experience that your guests are going yeah. to just you know fall in love with and yeah. and customizing that experience for each one of your clients. Yep. So let's get started. Welcome to Unveiling Paradise, your go-to destination wedding podcast. I'm Tessa, wedding planner and owner of Fred and Kate Events. And I'm Joe, wedding and adventure photographer of Joseph Esser Photography. We are based in Hawaii, one of the biggest, most popular locations for destination weddings. We want to share our real-life experiences with you, give you insight from a professional's perspective, and still make sure you're having fun in the process. We're huge believers in the fact that planning a destination wedding can be one of the most amazing experiences, and we want to bring you along. We're so excited to talk with you about weddings, Hawaii, and everything else under the sun. So pack your bags and let's get started. So Chad, I'm super excited that we have you here. You know, whenever I'm meeting with couples, the first thing that I always ask them is, what are you looking for? Where do we start for your wedding? And I would say 95% of my couples will say, I want good food. I want good drinks. 
And I think, you know, we all know, like, what does that mean? What is good food? What is good drinks, right? Everybody remembers horrible food and horrible drinks. But on the flip, everybody remembers amazing food and amazing drinks. And I think that's something that when you're planning your wedding, it's such a crucial part of the entire experience for your guests and for the couple, right? And so this is why, I mean, we have so much to talk about, but good food, good drinks. We're talking about drinks today. We're talking about drinks. And so what I try to do, right? Like, for example, with food, good food, like, what does that mean? Are you talking about, you know, Asian food, Italian? Do you want buffet? Do you want plated? And so for us today with good drinks, it's, let's break that down. Like, what does that mean by good drinks? We want Chad to kind of talk a little bit about signature drinks, because I think that is a huge part of a good bar. Am I wrong? Am a, I right? A huge part. Yes, Signature cocktails are one right. of the most important things about the day. And one of my big goals when I started the company 13 years ago was to really create, you know, unique cocktails, cocktails that are beautiful, fragrant, and delicious, right? Cocktails that have your guests talking about it for weeks and months to come. We create memories with this bar service, and a huge piece of that is the signature cocktails, absolutely. And that's a really fun way also to to showcase your personality and how you are and some things that you like, right? And by these custom his and hers, or the his and the hers and the theirs, or the his and the hers and your dogs, or whatever, (laughs) right? So uh, signature cocktails. And we have a, we're known for our signature cocktails. Wait, can I just stop you a second? What is a signature cocktail for everyone who's like listening and maybe is like, is that, does that Good question, Joe. So signature cocktails are the featured cocktails. These are the beautiful craft garnishes, craft cocktails that your guests are going to enjoy all night. The ones we're going to put on the menu for you. These are the ones that are going to be beautiful, fragrant, and delicious. Backing it up a second. So sometimes it'll be a his and hers. So like, or a her and her, whatever it is. Like, so, so what would that be? Like, what are some examples of what you've done for, like, kind of customizing yeah. and, like, you know, creating that for the guest experience? Yeah, it really is a matter of personal preference. Cocktails and the way we determine those for our brides and grooms start with tastings. We mm-hmm. do in-person tastings at our beautiful tasting room in Kailua. We, we talk about our service. Um, our brides and grooms get to meet some of the team. They get to meet me, and we try 8, 9, 10, 11 of our signature drinks. They're so, so much fun. Why haven't you invited me yet? It's coming. Okay. <laughs> it's coming. It's, okay. Just checking. I okay. <laughs> I promise. And so this is where the signature cocktails start. Our clients get to try a bunch of our drinks, and they come away from that choosing their cocktails. Now, this is really a matter of personal preference. I like rum. I like tequila. I don't like bourbon. You know? Uh, vodka makes me crazy, whatever. It starts with your personal preference. Yeah. It starts with your flavor palettes. We don't like banana. We love raspberry. We're allergic to mint. We love pineapple, right? right? We get a bunch of tasting notes and preferences on your palettes. We create a beautiful cocktail menu, and then we come away with you and the, the chance to pick which signatures you want. We're making a statement with these signatures, right? We put a cocktail on the bar in front of your guest, and we want it to be beautiful first, right? Oh, the fresh mint, the fresh raspberries, dehydrated orange. You bring it up to your mouth to take a drink. We want it to smell amazing, right? Oh, my God, that orange smells so good. The mint smells good. I can smell the bourbon back there. And, the, and then we want you to take a drink and just be blown away, right? It's all the senses, right? It's not just a delicious cocktail. It's a cocktail that is also beautiful and smells amazing. It's a cocktail that reads amazing on the menu when you walk up. And before you've ever even seen the cocktail, you read about it. Oh, a Chiave smoked old-fashioned. Oh, my gosh. I that? know you're going to say that. That's what like is my that? jam. I love it. It's amazing. Torched Chiave wood, barrel-aged bitters, 
a coconut sugar, bourbon, fresh orange. Oh my God, what is Chiave, right? And then we torch this fresh Chiave on a marble slab and, and we make this absolutely amazing, beautiful, fragrant, delicious Chiave smoked old fashioned. And people are talking about that for weeks and weeks to come, right? Right. We create memories with yeah. these signature cocktails. The his and her drinks, I think, is so important for a wedding too. Cause like, I know Tessa and I, like, we have completely different tastes. She likes gin. I think it's disgusting. What? Like, I think it's like, <laughs> but I'm a bourbon guy. So, you know, like, I think that's also the thing about like the his and her drinks. It's not just like creating that drink that's only going to be enjoyed by your other half. And also for your guests, you get to share your taste, your like the things that you are in love with through cocktails. I think that's such an amazing way to personalize your wedding. Sure. And they're so important. I mean, we've all been to weddings where you had a gin and tonic that had too much gin to, to even drink. We, right. We've had, you know, crappy Mai Tais at weddings or just very par, if not subpar bar service. We've all been there to weddings like that. One of my biggest goals was to really change the concept or the idea about what kind of cocktails we could enjoy at weddings, to really create and provide a craft style of cocktail service at weddings where so many of us over the years have just gotten, you know, par basic cocktails that are very unmemorable. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Tessa, what is the best thing you can have on a hot summer wedding day? Gosh, Joe, honestly, there is nothing better than fine time shave ice. I love fine time shave ice. So good. Honestly, it's the soft ice, the variety of syrups and flavors, and their toppings. Their toppings are incredible from ice cream to mochi balls to condensed milk. It is amazing. Stop. I'm getting so hungry. I know. Well, if you want some, check it out. Fine time shave ice. And check out their company and all their delicious flavors on our show notes. Do it now. We had Chad for an event we did for the Wedding Association, the Oahu Wedding Association. So much fun. It was so fun. And what was really cool is it's all of these wedding industry vendors. We don't get to drink at weddings, guys. (laughs) As much as we want to, we can't drink at weddings. We're working. So I really wanted to work with Chad. I wanted to create signature drinks. And what was really cool is I was in charge of the party. So I got to choose the drinks myself. So it was all gin. I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 I worked with Chad and we picked two of the most popular drinks. What was amazing is you had all of these wedding vendors who have seen these drinks at weddings and never got to taste them. So now they experience the looking at the menu. Oh my gosh, which one should I do? He did do the Kiavi smoked old fashioned. So again, he has this glass He's smoking the wood. It's got that that visual effect. And then when you taste it, right, you taste the smokiness. You see it. I would guess. I don't know. I don't drink old fashions, but... You do. You do taste the smokiness. Yeah. And it's it's, dinner and a show. You know, it's not only just amazing drinks and service. It's theatrics, right? right. It's engagement, entertainment, education. Is it called flair? Is it pushing it if I call it the flair? That might be a little push. (laughs) But it was just, you know, and, and so we had two drinks. One of them was very pink. The, the detail that they put on the garnish, you know, the, the toothpicks were metal toothpicks. So it's not just this ghetto wood toothpick. It Plastic was, sword toothpick. No, yeah. it's just everything was so elevated. And again, looking at it from a client standpoint versus a vendor standpoint was such a huge difference. And everyone got to experience that. And so I'm just so happy that we were able to do it. I think Joe may have had a couple drinks that night. Joe had 11. <laughs> I counted. We ran out of alcohol, yeah. guys. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I take you at your word. I think it was fun. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he left his phone there too. <laughs> 
I also want to say this. I hate gin, but Chad's gin drinks were actually so good that I was like, woo, let's do this. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the other thing is it's not just like your boring cocktails, like the, like you're saying, the gin and tonic, that's not that exciting. Right. And I think that's the experience we dream of for our clients is to be able to like, just be in, in this sort of wonderland of excitement and like, you know, trying new things and tasting new things. Okay, Chad, we have so many questions for you. I think just sort of high level how do you create that elevated bar experience for your clients? Because you are so amazing at it. And it's always something that everyone walks away with. Like, if we could give you a 10-star review on yet, we would. You know, like, how do you create that? Like, what are some of your tips to create that for your wedding day? That's a great question, Joe. And it, it really is about um, personalizing the service, right? We, we consider it a concierge style of beverage service, right? Once you bring us on board. I like uh, that. It mm-hmm. is, yeah. And we're going to hold your hand through the whole time leading up to the day you say your vows. I think an elevated service really all starts with aesthetics. It all starts with visuals, right? Mm-hmm. It's making sure, first and foremost, you have a beautiful bar, yep. right? Yep. You don't want a table with the linen. We've got a fleet of beautiful bar fronts <laughs> our clients can choose from, right? right? And after that, it's the little details, right? It's beautiful bar menus that are personalized and customized. It's fresh herbs and fresh garnishes. It's having your glassware arrayed in a beautiful way and not having a bunch of plastic and paper all over right. the bar, right? It's it's little things that if you did two or three of them, you might not notice, but if you do 50 of these tiny little things, it, it creates this really, really gorgeous service. And it all starts, I think, with aesthetics and attention to detail. You know, if you think of the difference and the difference of experience, if you're drinking an old-fashioned out of a plastic cup that's, you right. know, made for, you know, the recycling bin versus you know, a double fashioned glass. Sure. I mean, it's just a completely different experience and feeling, yeah, right? Totally different experience. And for budgetary purposes, I get sometimes people want to use eco cups, but the feel of a nice proper cocktail glass, especially if it's a designer glass is, you know, that's the first thing. But be honest, those plastic cups, I bet they kill you when people take it out. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it really does. It kills you know, it's, it's hard to doll up a plastic cup. Yeah. It's hard to make plastic look pretty. So. Sometimes I have the little fancy ones with the gold flecks on mm, it. Those are nice. But yeah. Once you put the drink in it, you can't tell, and you're like, I just wish you were real glass. Another way to elevate, right, is not just the glassware, because the glassware is gorgeous. Real glassware, there's also, you know, elevated glassware. So not just standard glassware, but you have the the vintage-looking ones. You have all of these other really, really gorgeous ones. But in addition to that, taking a step even further back of the aesthetics, it's the bar front. Mm. You can have a standard table with linen, and that's fine. But you can also have just these really, really gorgeous bar fronts, wooden bar fronts, acrylic bar fronts, round bar fronts. There's so many different ways that you can do it now and create this really amazing, memorable bar that seamlessly ties into the aesthetics of your entire wedding. And that's what guests are going to take mm-hmm. and remember from your wedding day. Totally agree. Bar fronts are crucial. Yeah. And whoever you're getting your bar from service from, they should have the ability to bring on bar fronts. They should be able to provide them or there's always going to be rental companies in your area you can source from. And it all starts again, like you said, aesthetics. And as you're walking up to this service, this bar service, the first thing you're going to see is this bar front. Right. right. And with our events, we find we have these big, beautiful bars and throughout the night, it just creates just these situations where people are just hanging around the bar all night. They're big and beautiful and it gives your guests a place to, to, to spend time, to hang out. And let's be honest, this is where everybody's going to be at a wedding is at the bar. So like if, if everybody's going to be there, that should be a centerpiece yeah. to your reception. A hospitable area that yeah. welcomes your guests to yeah. come over, sit, order a drink. We've done a few weddings together, Chad, and it's funny because the bar was actually the focal point. So, you know, we're at these really gorgeous beachfront properties and we put the bar where the backdrop is the ocean 
because the couples knew that the bar would be the the, the gathering place. Yeah. So they wanted it to yeah. be with the gorgeous ocean in the background and everyone gathering around the bar. Sure. That was their dream. And I think because, you know, again, aesthetics, the bar needs to look good if it's going to be the focal point. Sure. And like you said in the beginning, that you ask your clients what's the most important, and it's typically food and drinks. And right. we have brides and grooms email us all the time after we provide bar service, and they're like, we had no idea, Chad. We just didn't know it could be so so beautiful. We just didn't know. Right? We are here to blow their minds. Yeah. Blow their minds. <laughs> One thing, Chad, that I want to ask you about because I am, this is my new current obsession. It's those fancy ice cubes. They're humongous, they're clear, but they're like customized. Like they're customized with like their initials or so a flower fun. or a heart. Like, how in the world? And is that a thing? It is a thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's a really <laughs> Tell great me way. everything. Yeah, it's a really great way to elevate your service and your cocktails even more, especially with cocktails that appreciate a big block of ice, like high alcohol cocktail, you know, bourbon and scotch yeah. cocktails go real well with those. Do they? And they're, they're a really, really fun way to, to um, have some extra fun and, and to personalize the service. We get them made for our clients all the time. We do crystal glacier clear spheres. We do cubes. We can get your your initials in them we can get the word love or aloha or your date in them we can put you know fresh cinnamon sticks in them we can create them with fresh anise in them star anise i love those big yeah. fat ice cubes in my old fashions but yeah. to actually customize them for your wedding i've never seen that that yeah. sounds awesome I there's love it. there's so much fun and when we use those the first thing we do is we put a glass in front of a guest we drop one of them inside it so it sits in front of them for a moment so oh, they can enjoy it see yeah. it appreciate it get photos we build the cocktail and then we we serve it over the ice they're lots of fun it literally blows people's minds so like much. i love seeing <laughs> yeah. when they see yeah. it because a lot of times the couple will order it and yeah. they don't tell they their guests and so when the guest orders a drink and they see it, it just creates even more excitement. There's so much fun. And listen, a lot of our brides and grooms think if they have 200 guests, they need to get two or 300 cubes. That's not the case. Get 50, 60, 70. Let uh, a lot of your guests see it and enjoy it. And then, you know, when you run out, it's okay. No harm, no foul. But they're a lot of fun. And it's a really great way to, uh, to have fun with the service. Okay, I want to add one more thing. And I think this is something that, you know, if, if you're not planning your wedding in Hawaii, but you're planning it somewhere else, let's say you're planning your wedding in Cuba or whatever, I think what's really neat about bartending service when you can customize it to the local flavors of that location, that's such an important mm. thing to do. And, it, and again, it creates that experience mm. for that destination wedding. Sure, absolutely. We've been doing that with cuisine for thousands of years. You right. know, like why wouldn't it be the same for cocktails? And um, like like Joe said, whether you're in Mexico or Colombia or in France, like wherever you are, capitalize on where you're at. Capitalize on the fresh ingredients and the local ingredients and the, the local vendors that you have. Here in Hawaii, some of the stuff that we use that's local all the time. We use fresh mango that's grown out in Wailua. We use fresh pineapples here. We get viola flowers grown in a backyard in Kaimuki by a little old lady named Barbara and you know fresh local fun ingredients it's a really wonderful way to not only showcase like your personality but yeah where we're at in the world and, and some of the amazing stuff you might have to offer in that area well and I love that you compared it to food because you're right you know we've always stressed you know eating local so why wouldn't we 
create drinks and tie it into the local culture. And forever, we've wanted our food and the dishes and cuisine that we eat to be beautiful. Why don't we want our cocktails to be beautiful as well, right? Absolutely. I do. Yeah, and a lot of that starts with local ingredients. It starts with, you know, just like our bar setups and how beautiful they are, it starts with with, with garnishes, you know, and aesthetics for the cocktail, dehydrated fruits, fresh herbs, this, that. The other kind of side of this coin, I guess, regarding elevated service, right? Because aesthetics is a big one, but I also want to talk about the the service, right? The service plays a huge part of any bar. What are your thoughts about that, Chad? I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a great <laughs> question. Because listen, wherever you're at in the world, whatever bar service is providing the bar service, they can have the most beautiful bar in the world. They can have the most beautiful, fragrant, delicious cocktails in the world. But if they don't have the service to support that, right, then what good is it, right? And what I mean by that is there's a number of things you want to make sure when you're, you're bringing on a bar service. You want to make sure they're going to staff appropriately. Right? right. If you have 200 guests and they you send one bartender. You don't want one bartender. That doesn't oh work. Gosh. If they send 200 guests, you need to have three to four bartenders, period. And, and at least two bar fronts, things like that. Um, do you offer table side? You know, ask questions. You know, so here at Dan Hawaii, we love to do table side service. What's table side service? Uh, table side service. When your guests are seated, we're going to make two or three passes around with uh, wine. And we're going to do a really nice table side wine service. And we love, love, love doing table side champagne service as well. Same concept. Welcome passes. That's another one for elevated service. You offer welcome passes, right? The guests are arriving to the venue. We do a beautiful tray pass of some beer, wine, or champagne. One of my favorite things to do is to do a tray pass of rosé champagne with a fresh stem of lavender in each glass. It's simple, but it's elevated. It creates memories. It's a photo op. It's fragrant. It's beautiful, right? Just little things like that to elevate the service. So um, staffing appropriately, what other extras do you offer? Um, You know, we have a rule at our events to where the lead bartender at every event has to check on the bride and groom personally three times throughout the night. I love that. Little Mm. things like that. It's their special day. We cannot forget about them, right? So it's little things like that that I think really, really create the elevated service that complements the aesthetic design. What about actually having... Real bartenders versus like just banquet staffs that are, you know, like, as I see that as a photographer, I'm like, guys, this- Chad's rolling his eyes. <laughs> I'm really getting heated up. <laughs> we do yeah. not want Chad to get heated. Yeah. You Calm yourself, not. Joe. Yeah. Real bartenders versus, you know, random or banquets, nothing against banquet bartenders, but it's, it's, it's apples and oranges, right? Um, there's a few things that come to mind with having professional bartenders, bartenders that are knowledgeable of drinks and how to use bar tools. What I mean by that is if I give you a mixing tin and you start shaking a cocktail and you've never done it, you're going to look like an idiot. There's no way to avoid that, right? Right. And so we have our team that are shaking two tins at a time and you can tell they know what they're doing. They're double pouring cocktails. They're talking to you while they're doing it, right? Things like that. Another one is the ability to freestyle. One of the things we're known for at events is making cocktails off menu. That means making something that we're not featuring. I like rum. Can you make me something with rum? You bet. Do you like lime? Do you like spicy? Do you like this yeah cool give me a second let me make you something yeah. you make auntie a oh, drink a custom drink and she's just blown away for it right right things like that and then lastly is the, the ability to stay cool under pressure <laughs> real bartenders are going to have that ability versus banquet bartenders or folks that aren't real bartenders and what i mean by that is if you have 200 guests we're going to staff appropriately we're going to have a couple of bars but that's still 200 guests you right. need to be able to make multiple drinks have several drinks in your head talk to auntie about how pretty your earrings are at the same time <laughs> (laughs) And support your team if they need it, right? Right. You need to stay cool under pressure. You need to look 
like you're good, right? No matter how you feel inside, no matter how busy you may be, right? And those are a few things that I think are the difference between real bartenders and, you know, the type of bartenders we have versus, you know, a banquet bartender or a staff bartender. And I think that's something that we talk about for all the vendors when you're planning your wedding. Work with professionals that do weddings and they do that service Excellently. Right. Not your uncle who knows how to make a, uh, you know, uh, a gin and tonic, right? <laughs> He's but not a bartender. But there's nothing wrong with gin and tonic. Nothing wrong with your uncle or gin and tonics. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But I love yeah. a gin and tonic. <laughs> Hire professionals, ask questions, and then let them do what they excel at. Right. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. God, he's so cool. God, so good. <laughs> right. So I've, I've seen a lot of really cool trends at weddings recently, and I would love to get your feedback, Chad. Like, love or hate so i'm just going to kind of throw these at you love or hate and then we can kind of go back and talk about it later so don't say too much i just want to know if you love or hate them <laughs> this is <laughs> i fun. guess i'm going to ask you and joe i'm going to test it. both of you <laughs> okay i'm going to say what chad says okay okay chad Champagne towers, love or hate? Love. Love, Joe? Totally love them. Oh my God, I hate them. <laughs> I do, I do. Okay, what about, you know, I've seen this a lot when you guys, when the couple is entering and they're spraying champagne as you enter. Love or hate? I hate it. Hate it? Joe? I love it. <laughs> I also hate it. I don't like that. I know, I'm like Chad, I'm cool. Okay, what about <laughs> champagne toast? Love or hate? Love, love, love. Love? Love them, yep. yeah. I love Go it for too, it. okay. Okay, and then finally, beer kegs. Love or hate? Love, love, love. But I'll have to tell you why. Later. Oh, my God. I love them Do for you? my own reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. Okay, that was the quiz. Joe failed. <laughs> I got two of the four, right? <laughs> I don't even know what you answered. Just Chad wins. <laughs> okay, let's go back and let's talk about champagne towers. You love them. I do. I Why? Think I think they're beautiful. There are a lot of, I see brides and grooms light up when they do it. They're fun. Plus, if you have some really, really beautiful, um, sexy coops, champagne coops. Um, so the coops are kind of the lower, shallow the, the ones versus are those the tall, narrow. shallow mm-hmm. kind of bird bath looking uh, old school. <laughs> they do you know, look like a bird yeah, bath. That's how we are. Uh, real beautiful. And we have some of the prettiest uh, beveled crystal coops you'll ever see. And when we do champagne towers with them, they're just really, really gorgeous. They're lots of fun we usually do a smaller champagne tower with 20 30 glasses and then we pour the rest of the champagne and just pass it out to guests they're a blast they're always fun my only beef with them is just they're a little nerve-wracking you know you're worried some kid's gonna run by and bump the table and it's gonna come down or somebody might knock it outside of that i love them so you do not like the spring of the champagne right I do, you do not. And I can see how it's fun. For the- Chad, we're classy. I, we're, classy. we're classy. It's Joe? so fun for photos, though. It's such Photo. a good shot. It's a mess. Yeah. It's hard when we work with someone so unclassy. I it's know. Just- I know. <laughs> I just want to take classy photos. <laughs> I get for photos why it'd be super fun, but I feel like it's yeah. sticky. And it's, then it's, it's a mess sticky everywhere. sticky and it's a mess to clean up. That's yeah. my only beef. For As- photo ops, I-, I totally get. I'm with you, Joe. I can see how beautiful that'd be to get the shot. But As a wedding planner, I'm always worried about people slipping on the dance floor, too. Yeah. You know, like logistics and safety. I'm like, someone's going to fall. Champagne toasts, I think we all agreed that we love. I do think the nice thing about a champagne toast is you're getting everyone to like cheers together, which mm-hmm. is always, you know, which like, nice. yeah, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people like it. Brides and grooms, it's fun. Plus with us, we do the table side service. We come around and do it table side, which is a real lovely touch. That is really nice. Okay. I get to take this last one. Beer kegs. Mm. 
Chad and I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you a caveat about the draft bar. There's a reason I love doing keg beers. The reason I love doing keg beers is because we have a gorgeous draft keg bar that we built out of salvaged wood. It's an absolutely beautiful piece. Now, if you've got kegs behind the bar and it looks like you're having a frat house party and you're just right. pumping the keg <laughs> and right? serving it in the Dixie cups, that's a little different. Well, but, and it has to be chilled. But if you've got a proper way to serve it, where if you've got an elevated way to serve it, draft you know beer, especially if it's self-serve, it can be a really fun thing. Our draft bar, all night, whenever we set that up, guys are hanging around, drinking beer and laughing and talking, and it's kind of a focal piece, you know? So really depends um, on how you serve it. You and know, it's classy that out. way, right? You're you're making that experience that's it's not like you know we're making what is typically yeah. not a very classy experience beer out of a keg right. <laughs> into something that feels a little classier and much more elevated, right? That's fair. All right, moving into our next question for me, Chad. This is something that Tessa and I argue about a lot. She likes some horrible alcohol, and I like the good stuff, right? And so, Disagree. So, like, are there certain alcohols that are more crowd pleasing? So, like, is a vodka going to be more of a crowd pleaser than say? you know, some nasty gin drink. Yeah. All that goes, all that goes to a matter of preference, really a matter of personal preference. Um, there are spirits that are less popular than others. Um, rum is probably one of our most least popular spirits that we use. What about gin? Uh, gin is probably one of them as well. It's probably rum and gin is least the, the so spirits people don't have taste, the spirits that we, the spirits that we requested most are bourbon, vodka, and tequila. Uh, mezcal is a hot spirit that's really, really gaining traction right now in the wedding industry and RD events. So that's becoming popular. What is popular. mezcal? Mezcal is, it's made from the uh, agave root, root plant. It's a smoked agave plant, smoked for days uh, in a pit. And it, that's what gives mezcal that notoriously smoky quality. And for a lot of people, that's too much for their palates. But that's because they get in front of these would-be prohibition bartenders that just want to make real spirit-driven cocktails, Right. Is mezcal like a, it, it tastes like a tequila though, right? It's got a tequila taste, but it's big, big and smoky, yep. real big smoky. And that's too much for some people. But I love using this ingredient while we're talking about it because it's an educational ingredient for me. And what I mean is I like to make cocktails for people that don't like mezcal and then they love it. For example, mm. we have a mango mezcal cocktail that's got Cointreau, black pepper, fresh lemon, organic mango and mezcal. We serve it to folks that don't like mezcal all the time and they go crazy for it Yeah, because they've never had it the right way. Awesome. So just to confirm, nobody likes gin except for Tessa. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> no, okay, but what I want to add to that is I feel like whiskey, bourbon, like they're just kind of trendy. They're popular now, but nobody actually <laughs> likes it. It's just because old fashions are popular again, everybody thinks they like it. They don't. It's gross. That's all I wanted to add. All right, Chad, I want to thank you so much for being our awesome guest today. And finally solving the debate of whether gin or bourbon <laughs> is better. <laughs> yes. It's gin. <laughs> Before we let you go, can you tell all of our listeners how they can find out more about your company and your services? Absolutely. Absolutely. Joe, Tessa, thank you so much for having me today. It's, it really has been a pleasure. And if you want to get a hold of us for any reason, if you want to come by our shop in Kailua and meet us or have drinks or see what we're doing, um, you can find us online. You can just Google Stir Beverage. We come right up. We have a website, stirbeverage.com. We've got tons of social media under the hashtag at StirBev. And we're all over the, the internet world. We would love to chat with you about any event where you might need bar service. We'd love to have you into our shop. And uh, yeah, reach out and contact us anytime. 
And just confirming that means me, right? I can it go does. to the you shop specifically because I haven't been it. invited yet. Not to chat. not you, Joe. <laughs> you drink. <laughs> you drink. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Stir beverage. We'd love to love to chat with you folks for any reason, anytime. And thanks everyone for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was so fun talking to Chad. If you like the show, please like, follow, subscribe. Listen, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple. We are on literally every podcast platform possible. Subscribe on Patreon, email us your questions, and we will catch you back here soon. Bye. All right. Cheers, guys. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to another episode of Unveiling Paradise. If you enjoy our show, please follow us and rate us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would really mean a lot. And don't forget to also get on our mailing list and follow us on Instagram. Just do it already. Until next time, this is Tessa. And this is Joe. And don't forget, your happily ever after is just a plane ride away. <laughs>